0: This is Reimagine Law, a podcast about legal education and careers to help students navigate their career choices.
1: Welcome back to Reimagine Law. So in this last episode, where we are revisiting the Skills Kit series we did last year, just a couple more episodes to highlight, again, because I think they're very relevant skills, is this whole area of project management, and also, of course, a key skill in project management, communication. We created two episodes and gave you lots of tips and ideas around both of those topics last year. And we wanted to highlight them now, especially as we come out of the pandemic, the way that projects are run is changing, we're all working in a hybrid way. So there's lots of relevant aspects here. So we gave you lots of tips and ideas around those two areas, as I say, communication and project management in this case. And for all of you new listeners out there, because we know we've actually grown and doubled our listeners since last year, which is great. So it's great to have you with us now. And for all those of you who heard this the first time, here's a bit of revision for you. But as I say, it's really relevant as we're coming out of the pandemic and things have changed. How are we actually project managing when we're managing a hybrid team and working with our clients or customers in different ways as well? So lots of relevant skills for now here in 2022. So have a listen to those two episodes. Hope you find some useful takeaways for you. And as always, give us some feedback. Always keen to hear ideas of new skills you'd like to hear about too.
2: Welcome to Reimagined Law's uh, skill series. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be looking at project management. And I'm delighted uh, that the conversation today I'm going to be having uh, with one of my uh, collaborators uh, on Reimagined Law, Kerry. So Kerry, project management. Um, I I thought I'd sort of kick this off with, with trying to explain what project management is, because I think a lot of people think it's some really complicated dark art when you hear about I'm a project manager or, I mean, and it's like, what, what is that? So it really simplistically, to my oh. mind, project management is uh, a, a series of process of activities that you need to put in place to deliver an outcome at a specific time. That's it, you know, it, at its most simplistic. It gets more complicated when you're working with others and there are different elements that need to happen before the next step can happen. Um, Uh, But, you know, at its most simplistic, I think a really good fundamental approach to if you've got to manage a project is think about three things. What do we need to achieve? By when and who do we need to involve? And those are the kinds of fundamentals that you then build on. And I know, Kerry, you're living right now a very personal experience that involves project management. So perhaps you'd like to share that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, actually, Simon, starting this um, episode with demystifying uh, the dark art of project management, um, because it really is is quite simple. It's breaking the complex down into smaller bite-sized chunks in order to achieve um you know your 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 aim your objectives and you're right i am in the midst of my very own project um uh, we have a very large spreadsheet actually that we're we're using to help us manage that and it's our it's a house move um and it, it, it is it's complicated you know we're having to plan um each step of the way we're having to think about the kind of key milestones for want of a better Phrase of what we need to get done and by when, because there are things that are dependent on others uh, uh, in order to achieve the uh, overall aim. Um, and there's lots of people we're talking to along the way as well. Um, you know, we're talking to architects, we're talking to builders, we're talking to um, house movers. Um, obviously, we need to talk to each other, my husband and I. <laughs> to plan and make sure that we are communicating properly and updating each other on our progress that we're making along the way as well. So, yeah, it's project management everywhere, I think. You know, there are some very real examples um, in everything we do pretty much on a daily basis. Um, You know, if you want to think about your to-do list, for example, that in itself, when you're sat down in in the morning, what am I going to achieve today and how am I going to get there? then just even mentally, even if you're not writing a project plan, you're thinking about achieving um, what you want to achieve in that day by, by planning it out in your mind, you know, what to do when, who to involve, how do you get what you want to get done done. Um, so I think, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of different parts to project management and I don't think you need to be you know, trained as a project manager to be able to project manage um, it's just being aware of, you know, the slightly different mindset potentially that you need to have when breaking the, the complex down into, into smaller parts.
2: And I think the other thing that's always really important is, is why you're doing it. You know, why do you need a project plan? And I think talking about your move, it's about minimising the stress. So, you know, good project management will ins- is all about ensuring that you deliver the best outcome ideally first time around and doing it as efficiently and as time effectively as possible and with a minimum amount of stress you know and it, it will always be stress you know there'll always be things that don't quite go to plan but you know it, it by by taking some time in advance to kind of map out what needs to be done who you need to involve all those kinds of things what's that great expression is um uh, failing to plan is planning to fail uh, you know, so it's about it really is as simple as just making a plan. And if it's just you, then mapping out. So if it's a piece of coursework you've got to deliver by a certain date, break it down into manageable ch- chunks, set dates by which each piece needs to be done. Where do I need to get the information from? If it's a group project that you're working on, whether it's in work or in education, it's again, it's about planning who's going to do what. What do I need? Do I need stuff from other people for me to do my bit? If I do, when do I need that by? Um, you know, these are the kinds of things that, that you need need to to, to go through. And it, it can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. As I said, you know, it, it, it's something that you can, uh, you know, you can keep quite simple. In fact, that's the art, is to keep it quite simple. Um, uh, and but, and one of the topics that you'll kind of hear talked about when you get into project management a little bit more is, is words like dependencies, you know, and, and that's things like, uh, this needs to happen, in order for this to happen. So coming back to your moving example, there is no point in the removal van turning up if the house isn't packed up. So a dependency is packing the house up and then the removal man could come. And these are the kinds of, of terms you'll hear. Kerry, you mentioned milestones, You know what needs to happen by certain dates in order for, for, for things to, um, to, to happen. So these would be uh, some of the kinds of terms that you might hear. But actually, there's real logic to that. You know, you, you don't need a say, to be a trained project manager. There's just logic to those, uh, to to those things.
0: And ultimately, you know, keeping the end in sight. What's the ultimate goal um, you're trying to achieve? And you can you can project plan um, to get you to that that stage. But actually, things do happen. Things do crop up along the way, um, and you know that's okay. That's life. That doesn't mean to say that, you know, you're a bad project manager or, or you're not going to achieve your ultimate aim. Uh, it's being able to look at those, um, you know, what actually has to happen. One of the key kind of project management terms is critical success factors. What actually has to happen in order to for you to achieve your ultimate goal, then how you get there can take different, different avenues, different paths. Uh, and I think that's really important because that, again, takes the stress away, if something does go wrong, something does crop up and take you in a slightly different direction, that's okay, just adapt. Um, and you know, we all, we all have these examples in our lives, and you're planning, planning a trip, planning when we could plan a trip, <laughs> planning a trip, um, applying for a job, um, thinking about, I don't know, a, a celebration, you know, you throw a party. Um all of these are examples of when you you plan, you put a plan in place in order to achieve your your ultimate goal. Um, and so when you're thinking about this in the context of applying for a role, um, think about your day-to-day examples. Um, you may well have a significant um, example of where you've had to plan something quite complicated. Maybe actually, it's not a complicated um achievement at all it's more complex in terms of the dynamics of the people you've had to work with um, in order to achieve that goal um, and who you've had to keep informed along the way and who you've had to get buy-in from along the way um so it's those kind of examples that you can bring if you're if you're applying for for roles and 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 you know, law firms um if you're trying to get into the legal sector Project management is a big part of of what they're looking for. Uh, It's it's a a key competency, as they say, um, in order to show that you can um, apply those logical skills that you say, Simon, to get you from one place to the the next um, in the most effective, most efficient, um, least stressful way um, as possible.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it's a couple of really good takeaways there that, that you check out. I think a piece about knowing where you're trying to get to, there's lots of ways to get there. There's lots of journeys. And that's where thinking about, you know, another one of our uh, um, skills podcasts that we've done around creativity. There are different ways to get there. There's no one right way. The other really important point I think you made was about building in contingency time. You know things won't always perfectly go to plan. So so build some kind of slack into the system or some extra time because inevitably things won't won't quite go to to plan. So that feels like a really nice way to kind of wrap things up. Uh, and I think and again, come back to almost how we started. Um, Don't be overwhelmed by the term project management. It sounds very glamorous, uh, but actually it's really simple. What are you trying to achieve? What are the steps to get there? Who's involved in making this happen? And what are key dates along the way to get there? That is project management. So welcome to uh, Reimagine Law and our uh, skills podcast series. This episode, we're going to be looking at communication. I'm really delighted uh, to be joined again by my uh, one of my reimaginal collaborators, Kerry. So, awesome. Kerry, just to kind of get things kicked off. So, communication is one of those words uh, that is used, you know, you've got to be good at communication. And of course, what does communication mean? So, this really feels like uh, one that we should get into the heart of that as quickly as we can. I'm going to start by giving a, a definition of what communication is not. And then I thought I'd hand over to you to pick at it from the other side. So communication is not talking at somebody. That is not communication. Uh, and as that as a start point, Kerry. What do you think? What do you think it is?
0: Well, first of all, I agree with you that it is not talking at somebody. I think there are various facets to communication actually. There's um, what we would typically think of as communication in terms of verbal communication. So an interaction between two people verbally, uh, but there's also uh, visual communication, so the body language, how people are reacting. And you can you can get a sense of how people are feeling about the communication and what, what you're saying by what they're doing and, and their physical movements. And I think there's also um, a big part of communication, which is often overlooked, which is about listening and, and really listening on both sides. And And I'd, I'd quite like to spend a bit more time on that in defining what we really mean by kind of deep listening in order to enhance communication. As part part of this episode, because I think it's a really key skill. And in any case, communication, you know, it's it's at least two way, isn't it? You know, <laughs> there yeah. needs to be more than one person <laughs> in order to communicate. Yeah.
2: I, I think that's such a good point. Just two thoughts that immediately springs up in my mind, Carrie. One is with the use of email that we have today. Too often I hear people say, "Well, I sent them an email, yeah, and they've not opened it, or they've not read." It. That's not communication, yeah. and it's one way. That's you transmitting something out. And you have no idea how it's landed, depending on how you wrote it, their frame of mind when they saw it, all those kinds of things. So email is not communication, (laughs) number one. The other point, the really important point you made at the beginning, Kerry, about communications isn't just what we say. Something I learned years and years ago, and I think it's called something like the Mehebrian circle, but what it basically says is when you're communicating with people, 50, more than half the communication in a face-to-face environment is body language yeah 38 is tone of voice and only seven percent of the words and whenever i talk to people about that they look at me and like no that seven percent words and what i always go is okay so someone asks you you ask someone a question are you clear about what i've said and the answer is yes the word they've said is yes the tone of voice is no i do not so actually i think what a really important point about communication is absolutely not just about the the, the, the words um and i think that that other point you talk about is, is that listening piece and active listening and i'd be really keen to dig into that a bit more because that tends to be overlooked because so many people think communication is uh it's what i do in terms of what comes out of my mouth or boss of mine used to talk about um and, and this uh, i appreciate is a podcast but you've got two of these which is two ears and you've got one mouth, use them in that order and in that percentage. So two thirds of the time you should spend listening, two ears, third of the time speaking, one mouth. Let's talk a bit more about that listening piece, Kerry, because I think it's too much overlooked.
0: Yeah, absolutely, completely agree. And I think the the art of listening is being present. I think we've used that term, haven't we, in some of these other episodes that are part of this skills series, but really being present and focusing on what the other person is saying. Uh, but also, you know, as we said before, how they're how they're acting in terms of body language and what you can pick up, those, those, those visual cues um, helps you to really really listen better. Um, and also part of being present, it's it's managing any kind of distractions. So that might just be in your general environment. You know, there might be something going on outside that's noisy, that's taking your mind elsewhere, or it might actually just be in your own mind, you know, it, it's something that's distracting you because you've come from doing another task and now you're having to listen to um, a person and and get your mind straight into a conversation that has been a bit of a jolt, for example. So it's trying to be present and focusing your mind so you can really, really listen and hear what they're saying um, and and manage those, quite frankly, unhelpful distractions that might take away from the messaging um, and your understanding of what they're saying. Something that helps, I think, um, clarify that you are listening is to summarize. You know, if, you, if you're summarizing um, what your understanding of what they're saying is as, as you go along, then it's like a, just a useful check-in really, just a useful, have I got this right? Is my understanding correct? It's reassuring them that you are actually listening. <laughs> You've, um, and, um, and, and it can give, them, give your, the conversation some hooks as well to take the conversation onto the next level
2: two really really strong points that checking in as you say is really really powerful and we've talked about that in some of the other skills yeah. episodes that, that we've done about that that checking in point and the other thought it triggers for me is when we are communicating with people what are we trying to do and nine times out of ten we're trying to influence them in some way to take an action to buy into a belief or a you know an idea or, or whatever happens persuade them to go to the go to the pub go to the pub whatever happens to be we're we're typically seeking to to get someone to kind of uh, uh, feel a certain way take a certain action and if 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 that's the reality when we're communicating with people then i believe it is our responsibility as the communicator to make sure that they get that message Mm. it's not there it's not the listener's responsibility to to understand what you've got to say because you're trying to get them to do something or think something so we are the ones who are responsible when we are communicating with people to deliver it in a style in a way that the person we're engaging with gets whether it's an audience or whether it's an individual that they get it and it's our responsibility and again i, I always get really frustrated with uh, uh, uh with my team they come out and I said i told them that and they just didn't get it and well, i'm like yeah well whose fault's that it's not theirs mm. it's yours it's mm. your responsibility so i, I and we again on these podcasts we've talked a lot about mindset yes and i think when we are communicating with people it is our if we take the mindset of it's my responsibility to deliver this in a way that, that they're going to hear because if people you know people never do anything until they uh, understand what you've got to say and, and then they'll be able to take action on it so you, mm. you it is it is our responsibility when communicating
0: i think there's there's a um there's a a self-awareness piece in this as well. Um, When either on the, either if you're on the communicating side of um, the the loop or on the listening side of the loop in checking in on your own personal sort of responses. So how, how are you feeling during that conversation, whether you're the one that's speaking or whether you're the one that's listening and is how you're feeling getting in the way of, the the success of that kind of communication that discussion that conversation um because we all have our own perspectives we all have our own sort of set of baggage and 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 lenses that we look at things through Um, and it's really important to try to be in tune with potential blocks in your own mind that could inhibit um how successful you know the conversation could go so i think that that's another another piece and it links to our reflection episode as well doesn't it you know just being that being self aware taking a bit of time to reflect on on how you're feeling and how you're responding in the moment and and then asking asking questions someone said once a wise word around you know being interested if you're interested then you'll ask the right questions if you're genuinely interested and that's going to elicit a far better um your conversation whether that's like you say leading to an action or a decision um, or just just a general exploration of a certain point um, being yeah. genuinely interested is is key
2: absolutely and again that, that feeds into the point you made at the beginning which is listening yeah the way you you are interested is by asking some smart questions shutting up <laughs> and then let, letting them speak and of course the other piece that, that's really important in all of this is you know different cultures have different ways that they communicate you know and how they operate so again that comes back to that awareness piece mm-hmm. you know um you know being aware of the different ways that 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 uh, that people communicate uh, um in different cultures in different countries uh so that definitely feeds into that into that awareness piece so so i think for me as we look to wrap this this, this episode up I, I think a couple of things that, that are really key is is communicating isn't speaking it's a whole load more than that um, and it, another point there's loads of great points you make, carry but the other one i think is and this is something we're all guilty of is not being present in the moment mm. uh, and our head is full of other things or we're thinking about what we want to say next mm. rather than really listening to what they've got to say so um, a, a reflection for all of us to go away with to reflect on another episode <laughs> that we have done um, is you know how present are you in conversations that you are having
0: yeah absolutely spot on yeah we could we could we could continue talking about this forever couldn't we it's a big subject but let's put some bits and pieces on the the show notes and some resources for the listener because I think this is something that can be delved into thanks Simon
2: thanks Kerry brilliant as ever